Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, owner of Close the Gate Hoops, the number one basketball training company in the state of Wisconsin. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. We're moving on to the second part of the speech, and this is the biggest part of the speech. All right, is this word, happiness. Everyone write this down with a line under it. All right. Now, does anyone want to try and explain to me what happiness is? Enjoying something. Enjoying something. I love that definition. What type of feeling? Good one. That's to simplify it for you kids. All right. Happiness is long-lasting, feel good. Right? It's a long-lasting feel good. Okay. A lot of us get this mixed up with short-term feel good, which is what we call pleasure. All right. So if you eat a full box of Oreos, right? That feels great in the moment. Okay, in 30 minutes, you're probably going to be on the toilet, not feeling so good, right? That's an example of difference between pleasure and happiness, okay? There's three important things to understand about happiness. The first, eyes and ears. Okay, when I'm talking, you're not writing anything on your notebook. All right? The first is that every action you take is looking for happiness without you knowing it, right? When you work really hard at a sport, Okay? You're looking to achieve something so that it can make you happy. When you communicate with your friends, you're trying to build a relationship because you're trying to look for happiness. So everything you do without knowing it is looking for that. So you think it's important we kind of learn what it is and learn how to bring ourselves more of it? Yes or no? It's not up and down. Yes, Kate. Good job. Okay? So the second thing, and we're going to write this down, okay, is happiness... Before success. So, what this means, it's very, very important you understand this equation. Because almost all people think that success becomes, becomes before happiness, right? They think, once I achieve this, then I'll be happy. Once I get this new toy, then I'll be happy. Once I do that, then I'll be happy. When in reality, we need to flip that equation. We need to focus on happiness first, and all the success around us elevates. Does this make sense? How we need to flip the equation? Okay, good. Now, the second thing we're going to write down is called the happiness baseline. Okay, so it's scientifically proven that no matter what happens outside of you, okay, you're always going to come back to this internal baseline of happiness. All right, so an example, say you win the lottery. Are we gonna be pretty happy? Yep, we might be happy for months at a time. So say I win the lottery, for three months, I'm gonna be at this level of happiness. Okay, but over time, your mind and body get used to its environment. So in six months, you're gonna go right back down to this happiness baseline. So do you think it's important we focus on things outside of us to make us happy or focus on raising that happiness baseline? Which one? Raise the happiness baseline. Because that way we can be happy no matter what's going outside around us. Does that make sense? Yes? Okay, so I'm going to teach you how to raise this today. All right? The first thing we're going to do to raise the happiness baseline is called gratefulness. Can anybody tell me what this means? 
Okay? Focusing on what we have, not what we don't have. All right? What's very, very important to understand about great, gratefulness, it's, it's similar to the happiness baseline. Our, our mind and body get used to things we're grateful for. So yes, it's very important to be grateful for your house, food, water. But say I'm journaling gratefulness, and I constantly write those each day, it's going to lose a little bit of its power. So what I want you to do is to be very, very specific about your gratefulness each day. For example, I had a two-hour car, car drive to come here and speak. I'm extremely grateful that I did not get in a crash, I didn't get pulled over, okay? And I'm here in one piece, right? So instead of saying I'm grateful to be alive, I'm grateful that I came back from this car ride in one piece. You see how there's a difference? So I want everyone to think of their day-to-day. It has to be about today that they're grateful for, specifically. Don't write basketball. What about basketball are you grateful for today? Don't write alive. You know, be specific like with my car ride. Okay, so think of things that you're grateful for. I'm grateful being able to attend private school. That's, that's specific. That's really good, but why? Okay, it's better than public school. All right, I like it. Okay, grateful that your hockey preseason is starting. What's your name, buddy? Liam. Liam? All right, are you okay with your boot to walk up here? Yeah. Okay, come up for a second. So, I'm going to pick out some volunteers to volunteer for the Happiness Baseline. Okay, what I need you to do for me, buddy. What did you say your name was again? Liam. Liam. All right, Liam. So, every time we go through one of these steps for our Happiness Baseline, here's an eraser. What I want you to do is erase the red line and slowly raise it. Not too much. We have seven steps. The red yep, line. erase the red line, raise it, and then color the blue in a little higher. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Now, we have a second activity for gratefulness. This is the only time we're going to do two activities for one subject. Can everybody tell me what complaining is? Yeah, so, so really good job, Liam. Okay, so it's complete opposite of gratefulness, right? You're talking about the things that didn't go the way you want. Right? You're talking about things you don't have. All right? So what we're going to do is everyone's going to think, and there's no way all of you have gone throughout today. Good job, buddy. Oh, yep, just add the blue. Okay. Make sense? Okay. There's no way any of you have gone through today without complaining yet. You've had to say something that you weren't happy about outwardly. And here's the secret to complaining. Nobody cares, and it just annoys the other person. Right? That's, that's, that's the secret to complaining. Okay? So an example of me complaining right now, I'll go back to the car example. I'm not a fan of driving. And I had to drive two hours to get here. So that's an example of me complaining about something that I didn't really want to do. Does that make sense? Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to mark my arm. So that's the, I, this is the second speech I gave today. I gave that complaint twice. So now I have two tallies on my arm. Okay, if you have a pencil, please don't mark your arm. If you have a pen or a marker, you can do that. Okay, but why would I give a visual representation of my complaints? Anybody? So people can know or you can know? No. Yourself, right? If you go to bed and you see a bunch of tallies on your arm, does that subconsciously tell you that you need to work on complaining? And does that make you more grateful in the process? And does that raise your happiness baseline? Yes? All right. Everyone, write down a specific complaint that they have made today. All right. Raise your hand once you got some complaints down. Layla? You face planted at recess. Okay, that's that's a good thing to complain about. 
having to go to school. Having to go to school. <laughs> All right. Let's think of one more. Addie. What'd you say? Your quiz? You didn't want to take that quiz? Surprise quiz. Oh, those suck, don't they? All right, Maddie, I need you to come up. Please raise the happiness baseline for me. Did you see how Liam did it? Okay, so you got it? All right, beautiful. The second step to increasing our happiness baseline, you guys, is, this is why I wrote it on the board so I can see it, um, detachment, big word. Okay, so can anybody tell me what attachment is? Close, being attached to something. So a good example in sports is when you work really, really, really hard at something, are you normally attached to that goal you're working towards? Yes or no? Yes. Right? So that's an example of being attached to an outcome. Right? I have this grip of pressure where if I don't get this outcome, you know, my life's over. Can we control performances? Yes or no? Can I control? I can control performances? Really? So you make every shot in basketball then? Yeah. Right? You can work towards something, but you still have no full control over that outcome. At times in sports, when you work really, really hard towards something, you have a lot of what-ifs in your head. What if I put in all this work to be a Division I basketball player and it doesn't work out? You know? What if I put in all this work this offseason just to break my leg during the season? Right? So we want to change these what-if thoughts to even-if thoughts. Even if I don't become a Division I basketball player, I'm still going to build a work ethic that translates to all other areas of my life. Like it went to my business, and it went to talking in front of you right now. Right? I never would have got that if I didn't work for that goal in the first place. So what I want everyone to do is think of a goal they have. Okay? And they're going to write down, even if I don't accomplish this goal, I'm still going to learn this, this, and this. Okay, so everyone should have a personalized even-if statement right now. So think of something you work at, okay, and you're going to write down, even if I don't accomplish this goal, what are you still going to learn? All right, let's hear some examples. Even if I don't get better at soccer, I can still learn new soccer tricks. Okay, what's your goal with soccer? become really good? Is there like a stage you want to get to? Okay, so that's good. So memorize my lines faster. Okay, so even if you don't memorize as many lines as you want to, what are you going to build the skill up? Yes, are you going to get better at memorizing? Right, you're still working at that skill, right? Baseball tournament, I can still work from it. Beautiful. So even if I lose a baseball tournament, okay, is failure how we learn? Yes. Right? So that's really, really good. Now, does everyone have an even if statement written down? Nod your head if yes. Seva? We're good? Alright. Now, what we're gonna write down is experiences. Experiences. Can anyone tell me what an experience is? You're close. So experiences is a process of living through something, right? A moment, whether it's past or present, okay? 
When we chase new experiences, we expand our reality. Okay? So it gives us new ways to view the world when we experience new things. Does this make sense how that works? Yes? Okay. So, from ages like 14 to 16 years old, what's everyone's order at a restaurant? What does everyone order? Come on, we know this. Starts with a C. I hear it. What'd you say? Chicken strips, chicken tenders, right? We always get chicken tenders. It's our old reliable. We always know what we're gonna get with chicken tenders, right? It's good, okay? But do we even know if there's something else out there that's better? No, we don't because we haven't expanded our reality, right? My, my girlfriend, she's a foodie, right? And she's actually running CTG's um, nutrition, sports nutrition company. But now my favorite food's sushi. And she helped me realize to chase these new experiences with something as small as food. So now whenever I go to a restaurant, I never try and order the same thing because this gets me in the habit of chasing new experiences. But by starting somewhere small with something like food, we then get into big things like travel, right? When we travel, this opens up a whole new world to us. There's so much more than Janesville, Wisconsin. So much more, okay? When you see someone on the side of the road starving and asking for food, when you go down, when you go back, sit at your dinner table, you think you're gonna appreciate that food a little bit more? Yeah, so that's an example of how new experiences expand your reality. So what we're gonna do, do for this activity, it's called the try something new activity. So write it down, try something new. So I want everyone to think of something they do the same way every time, okay? It could be with food or the people that you sit with at lunch every day, right? Chasing a new experience in that example could be sitting by someone different, making a new friend, okay? So I want everyone to think of something that they do over and over again because they know it'll be a good experience. And I challenge you to do something different to change that experience. Do we all got, does this make sense to everyone? Yes? Okay, let's hear some examples. I take the same running route every day and I refuse to change it. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to try it. That's awesome. So she takes the same route every single time she runs. Okay, and it's, it's crazy. Well, one, it's great for your mind to do things differently. Okay, but I guarantee you there might be something you see on a different route that'll completely change the way you look at running. Okay, any other examples? Listening to different music, that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. Any other examples? have a different routine. Yes, that's really, really good. I love that. Okay. So, um, what's your name, buddy? Michael. Michael, come up for me. Raise the happiness baseline for me, please. Thank you. You know what you're doing? Okay. Once you're done, you can go back. Sound good? Now, the fourth step to raising our happiness baseline. Very important word. Learning. Learning, so everyone write down learning in their notebooks. For this, I need five volunteers to come up for the demonstration, okay? One, two, Maddie, you already came up, sorry. I love, three, four, five. All right, so you five come up. All right, 
If you were selected, stand in front of one of these cups. Okay, so I want all of you to open the water bottle. When I say go, you can pour at whatever speed you want, okay, but you cannot stop until I say stop. So you have to keep pouring into this cup until I say stop. Does that make sense? Ready? Go. And stop. All right. So does anyone want to guess at what this demonstrated? See, because like Marcus, he poured the whole thing in. And then, saw, and then Helena, she poured it really slow. Marcus went through by really fast, but Helena did it really slow. And that is kind of like your happiness level. Like you can't make it go too fast. You've got to make it go too fast. I love how kids' brains work. That's an awesome guess. But that is not what it demonstrated. Awesome guess. Okay. So this represents how everyone approaches learning. So when people say they don't like learning, it's generally because they think they know everything already. Right? Do you think we want to approach situations with a full cup, thinking we know the subject already, or everything with an empty cup? Which one? Full or empty? Empty. We know nothing. Right? When we're growing up, we think adults have it all figured out. Nobody's got it figured out. Okay? I don't have it figured out. In one year, I can completely change the speech from what I learned. Right? Learning is an everlasting process. You never stop learning. doesn't matter how old you are. Does this make sense? Yes? So what we're going to do for this activity, round of applause for the volunteers. Round of applause for the volunteers. You guys can go back now. Good job. Back to your seats. Oh, nice. Didn't get on the floor. Okay, so this is going to be called a learn from anybody activity. So write that down in your notebook. Learn from anybody activity. We're writing that down right now. Learn from anybody. Okay? So we can learn from any person and any situation. We're all equal. Right? A lot of times, if you think you're a great above someone, you think you're above them. Okay? Or adults are superior to other people. All human beings are equal. Okay? And what this gets you to realize is that you can learn from any type of person. It doesn't matter how old they are. So my example for this is my sister Liz. Okay? I'm a very long-term viewed person. I'm always striving for something. I'm getting better at it, as I talked about in the speech. Okay? My sister Liz is someone that's very short-term. She loves to chill, watch TV, and enjoy herself. Right? So that short-term view is something I'm not very good at. So I observe my sister, okay, and I learn from her. I learn how to balance my work ethic. Does this make sense? Yes? So I want you to think of someone in your life that you can learn from. Think of something you're not very good at, right? And what that person does well, and how you can start to implement what they do well in your life. All right, let's hear some examples. Gov can help you with basketball. Love it. Okay, that's really, really good. Okay, but how? So he can help you with math. So what are you going to do to learn from him? Maybe ask for more help, approach him. 
So we still have to take action even though we're writing these things down.